Welcome to today's message by Pastor Tommy McMurtry of Liberty Baptist Church. Liberty Baptist Church is located in Rock Falls at 2002 9th Avenue, just across from the Dillon Grade School. Pastor Tommy would like to invite you to be a part of their Sunday services. The Sunday school hour is at 10 a.m., followed by their morning worship at 11 a.m., or their evening service at 6 p.m. They would also love to have you be a part of their midweek services on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. We hope you will get a blessing this morning as Pastor Tommy brings you a message from the Word of God. All right, this is it, folks. This is the final Sunday of 2015. Hope everyone had a Merry Christmas and hope everyone also has a very Happy New Year. I'm Pastor Tommy McMurtry of the Liberty Baptist Church in Rock Falls and just want to come today and give you a message from the Word of God. Hopefully it will be a help to you and a challenge. We appreciate listening so much and just like to say, you know, we would love to have you come and give us a visit and be a part of our services on Sunday or our Wednesday evening service. We would love to have you. But this morning, as always, I want to start out with a few funny stories. And I've got one here. This is a romantic New Year's Day story. So all you ladies like a good romantic story? Well, here's one for you. A married couple had been out shopping for most of the day. Suddenly, the wife realized that her husband had disappeared. Somewhat irate, she called her husband's cell phone and demanded, Where are you? The husband replies, Darling, do you remember that little jewelry shop where you saw that beautiful diamond necklace and totally fell in love with it? But I didn't have the money at the time, and I said, Darling, it will be yours one day. Well, the wife said, Yes, I do remember that, my love. The husband said, Well, I'm in the coffee shop right next to that shop. Oh, anyway, so uh, hopefully most of you husbands aren't as bad as that guy. Uh, here's another one kind of related. Uh, Susan was, talk, was taking an afternoon nap on New Year's Eve before the festivities. After she woke up, she confided to Max, her husband, I just dreamed that you gave me a diamond ring for a New Year's present. What do you think it all means? Aha, well, you'll know tonight, answered Mac. Max smiling broadly. At midnight, as the new year was chiming, Max approached his wife Susan and handed her a small package. Delighted and excited, she opened it quickly. There in her hand rested a book entitled The Meaning of Dreams. Oh, wow. I Anyway, I thought that was pretty funny, but hopefully you all appreciated those ones. But right now, I want to just go ahead and take a few moments, and I want us to look at a passage of Scripture in First Peter chapter 4. What do I talk about the last week, uh, Sunday of the year, right before New Year's? What would be a good subject to talk about? Of course, you know, this time of year, everybody's planning all their New Year's resolutions that are probably mostly are going to fail miserably and many times you know we fail to prepare for things that are really important you know it's new year's i believe it's a time that many people they kind of look at it as like a reset time all right it's a new year Uh, i'm going to change the way i do everything i'm going to have a good year this year and that tells me a few things it tells me most people's previous year probably wasn't very good you know and second of all it you know it's a reminder to us that it is foolish really to just plan New Year's resolutions 
on New Year's Day because most of you, you fail, you know, within the first week, maybe even the first day, and then you don't even try again until next year. And really, we ought to treat every day like New Year's Day. Treat every day that this is a new day. I can start getting my act together today. Don't wait until the new year. Some of you, by next week, you will have already blown most of your New Year's resolutions. And many of these things are things that you should do. But don't give up. Don't wait until next year to try. Start the next day. Treat every day like New Year's Day. But anyway, in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened unto you. But rejoice, inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. If ye be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yea, if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? So right here, very good passage of scripture. What I want to talk about right now is how to prepare for the battles of 2016. And this battle, these battles that I'm talking about, I don't know exactly what it's going to be for each one. And I'm not trying to be a prophet here. And I'm definitely not trying to prophesy doom and gloom. But I'm just going to make a few statements here. And I'm not trying to discourage you. But these are just the facts. I don't know who all's listening out there. I don't know how many's listening. But there is a very good possibility that in 2016, someone that's listening right now, is going to be diagnosed with cancer. Somebody listening right now may lose their job. I imagine probably more than one person listening right now will attend a funeral. They will lose a loved one. Someone listening to this audience, you might suffer a serious injury. Some of you, you might, your car is probably going to break down this year. You're going to have some unexpected expenses that are going to come your way. Some of y'all are going to have to pay a big doctor's bill. Some people that are listening right now, by the end of 2016, may be dead. And this might sound morbid, but the fact is, these things happen every day to good and bad people. And many people, unfortunately, they think that because they are Christians, or even because they're in the will of God, that they cannot be touched by these things. But Revelation chapter 21, verse 4, this is after we're in heaven, it says, And God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. Listen, a day is coming where we won't have to worry about these things that we've been talked we just talked about. But that day is not today. These things are real and they are going to come at some point. And ignoring them, not talking about them, it's not going to keep them from coming. You know, there's a reason God says he's going to wipe away tears from our eyes. And I believe that reason is this. And Are you ready for this, folks? This is deep. This is deep. The reason God is going to be wiping tears away from our eyes is because we're going to be crying. All right? And this is even deeper. You know why we're going to be crying? Because we're sad. Listen, there are some 
tough things that we have to face in this life. All those things I mentioned, if you deal with those things and you shed some tears, I'm not mad at you. I'm not saying you're a bad person. But I am saying that these things are going to come. And the way most Christians, you know, talk about their fiery trials that they face. You know, if I were a lost person, I listen to the way most people complain, especially Christians, one who are supposed to have hope. I think I would be looking for a bridge to jump off of. I think I'd be doing a George Bailey from It's a Wonderful Life, if you saw that movie here recently. But listen, you know, there is a way we can prepare for these things. There's a way that we can be ready. That way, when they come, and they will come, we can be prepared. They don't have to knock us down. They don't have to defeat us. You know, what can we do? Well, first thing that we can do is realize that there are going to happen to you. That first verse we read in 1 Peter 4.12, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you, as though some strange thing happened unto you. Most Christians today, whenever something happens, they act, they're completely shocked. It's like people have this mindset, nothing bad is ever going to happen to me, but these things happen every day. You know, read the newspaper, watch the news. Bad things happen. And if we understand that these things are normal, that trials in this life are just a part of living on a sin-cursed world, maybe what we would do is we'd start preparing for them. You know, maybe we would be prepared so, it, you know, if our preparation could help us spiritually, that way we're not overtaken. You see, because many people, because they're not expecting it, you know, they're not, they don't prepare themselves. You know, if you knew that there was, you know, a big snowstorm coming, and eventually, as nice as it's been, we're probably going to have some big snowstorms, but what do you do when you hear that in the forecast? You know, you go out, you buy some groceries, you get any, everything you need, you take care of your business, that way you don't have to leave the house. You don't want to be shocked. You don't want to be overtaken. You want to have some kind of preparation. And, you know, thankfully, we have weathermen that can usually uh, give us a pretty good idea of what kind of weather is going to come. And, you know, the Bible told us that there are going to be difficult days that are going to come our way. So maybe we should start preparing for them so we're not overtaken. And also, if we are prepared, if we have the mindset that, hey, I am going to face difficulties, there's going to be difficult days, difficult times are going to come my way, that will cause us to be more thankful on the days when we're not facing fiery trials. Listen, the Bible said they're going to come. But I wonder how many out there today, you're not facing a fiery trial right now. And my question for you is, are you praising God for it right now? Because whenever you are facing one, our mindset is, boy, I would just love for this trial to go away. I'd love to just have peace right now. And you may be in that situation right now where you're not going through a fiery trial and you better be thanking God every day. You're not faced with that. You ought to be thankful. Also, another thing we can do to prepare for these fiery trials is focus on glorifying God during your difficulties. Now, this is going to be hard for us as Americans, okay? We are a very self-centered people culturally. We get very focused on ourselves. I mean, this is the me generation. This is the I everything. I mean, we've got everything. I everything. iPhone, iPad. And I don't know if that even has anything to do with I, I, me, me thing. But at the same time, that is the way we think. That is our mindset. We are very self-centered. I mean, you got people taking selfies every five seconds. I mean, we've got selfie sticks now. I mean, just 
me this, me that, I this, I that, self, self, self. That's how we think. And whenever something actually does happen to us, we get more focused on ourselves than ever. You know, we will go to social media or whatever so we can try to get more people focusing on our problems. A lot of times I almost think people try to capitalize on, you know, difficulties, trying to get a little extra attention. And I don't think that's right. I think what we ought to do to help us get through these battles is focus on glorifying God during your difficulties. Verse 13, it says, But rejoice inasmuch as ye are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, ye may be glad also with exceeding joy. If ye are reproached for the name of Christ, happy are ye. For the spirit of glory and of God resteth upon you. On their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. You know what? Many people, when they're facing things, the last things they're the last thing they're going to do is try to figure out, hey, how can God get glory out of this? They're always thinking, you know, what can I get out of this? So self-centered. And when you're a self-centered person, it's not going to take much to knock you off your game. It's not going to take much to get you down. I mean, any inconvenience that comes your way, you're going to go all to pieces. But understand that we ought to look at these situations as opportunities to glorify God because we are partakers of Christ's sufferings. See, if we compare our sufferings to the sufferings of Christ, we are going to realize our sufferings aren't that big of a deal. But unfortunately, most people, when they're going through anything, their suffering trumps anything anyone else is going through. They don't want to hear about anybody else's problems because they're suffering right now. You know, you're worse off than anybody else. You know, if you've got a, you know, if you're sick, if somebody else comes to you and they're sick, you're sicker. You know, whatever problems anybody else has, your problems are worse. And according to the Bible, whenever we are suffering, we need to understand, hey, we are suffering like Christ suffered. And you know what? He was able to do it without sinning, and we ought to be able to do it too. And if we would do that, it would help us get closer to God, and it would keep you from focusing on yourself. Many times when people face different tragedies in their life, maybe the loss of a loved one or something, they will end up drawing closer to someone else who has suffered the same thing. Someone else who's been through the same type of trial, they will draw close to those people and understand that no one's ever suffered more than Jesus Christ and also that he's, he suffered for you. And if we would keep our focus right, whenever we do face difficulties, hopefully it would cause us to get a little closer to God and it would keep us from focusing on ourselves. But the way we glorify God during difficulties is by being obedient. And part of God being glorified comes when he brings us out of the fiery trial. You see, God cannot be glorified when we're disobedient. We have to obey for God to be glorified. But at the same time, God does need to bring us out of that difficulty for us to, uh, for him to be glorified. I mean, think about this. How often we talk about Daniel if he'd been eaten by the lions. I mean, wouldn't that have made a great Sunday school story? Daniel prayed just like he had always done. And as a result of his obedience and his dedication and loyalty to God, he got thrown in the lion's den and the lions ate him. Now, let me tell you something. I believe if Daniel would have gotten eaten by the lions, God still would have been good. But boy, it sure is a better story that God protecting him, that God protected him, that God stopped the mouth of the lions. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What if the story would have ended? They threw him in the fiery furnace and they burnt to death. Well, 
That wouldn't have been as exciting. But God was greatly glorified because he brought them through it. Okay, But notice, they did have to go through the furnace. Yes, it didn't hurt them. But that's because they kept their focus on God. Daniel, he got thrown in the lion's den. He didn't get hurt because he kept his focus on God. And most of us, when we go through difficulties, we get hurt because we focus on the problems surrounding us. And so, another thing too to help us, because you know, First Peter talks a lot about suffering, and the suffering we're talking about here too is suffering you know, for the cause of Christ, suffering for good things. But then, in verse fifteen, notice what he says: Let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or as an evildoer. Or as a busybody in other men's matters. That would be that gossip that's out there that's always suffering because of the latest news they're distraught over. Maybe if they mind their own business, they'd be fine. But right here, we need to learn how to tell the difference between suffering for Christ and suffering as a sinner. See, most of your suffering that you're going to go through this year is going to be because of your sin. Now, there's many people, whenever they suffer, no matter what it is, they act like they're suffering you know, for Christ, even though they're suffering because of sin. If you get fired from your job this year because you stole from your employer, okay, you're not suffering for the cause of Christ. You're suffering as a thief. If you get thrown into prison this year because you killed somebody, you're not being thrown in prison for the cause of Christ. You are suffering as a murderer, and God is under no obligation at all to get you out of that mess you're probably going to suffer and you're going to suffer greatly. But most people's suffering is because of the sin that's in their life. That's why the Bible you know, t- tells us so much to avoid sin and to stay away from sin because they're suffering as a result of those things. But when, when you suffer for Christ, He will give you peace and you'll come out victorious. Okay, If you're suffering because maybe you were being a witness, because you had a good testimony, because you know you were somebody you know you did have a target on your back because you are a believer then you know God's going to get you through that he's going to give you peace during that time but when you suffer because of your sin you're going to be down you're going to be depressed and you ultimately will be defeated so don't suffer as an evil doer you know if you're but if you suffer as a christian the bible says let him not be ashamed but let him glorify God. Okay, Glorify God when that happens. Okay, Give him the praise and the glory for it. And unfortunately, most people, they don't do that. They're just too self-centered. So remember that whatever you go through, it would be a whole lot worse if you were lost. 1 Peter 4.17 says, For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end of them that obey not the gospel of God? <clears throat> As believers, there are things that we have to face. There are sufferings, there are trials that we go through, and they're hard. I mean, they stink. When we lose a loved one, it hurts, and it hurts bad. Okay, But understand, the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians 4, that we sorrow not as others which have no hope. See, for a believer, when we suffer, it, it does. It hurts, but it doesn't hurt as bad as if we were lost. Imagine those poor folks out there who lose loved ones with no hope of ever seeing them again. 
Now, I've lost loved ones that I was sad to see them go, and I shed tears over it. But at the same time, I knew it's not over. I knew I was going to see those people again. If I was a lost person, I wouldn't have that. Okay, you think about those people that are in prison, serving life sentences, that have no hope of ever getting out. That stinks. But you know what? Sometimes Christians get thrown in prison. But we also understand that if we get thrown in prison unjustly for something that we didn't do, that we have the hope But maybe the Lord will allow the truth to come out and we'll get out of there. If we don't, we know that great is our reward in heaven. Even if we die for the cause of Christ. As you know, saved and lost people die every day. And sometimes people are killed for their faith. That is happening in other countries right now. And that would be terrible you know, to die just because you're a Christian. But understand, lost people are dying all the time because of their sin. There are some lost people that are going to die this year, many that are going to die this year because they're drunks. They're going to go out drinking and driving, and they're going to get in a wreck, and they're going to die. And what do they get as a result? They get an eternity in hell. But then a Christian person, if they die, it hurts just as bad. They're just as dead, but their soul is in heaven. If they lay down their life for the cause of Christ, their reward is great in heaven. There's a special crown that they get. They will rule and reign with Christ and when Christ sets up his kingdom. So understand that you know whatever we go through as saved people, as difficult as it might be, it would be way worse if you were lost. If you're sick, okay, saved people get sick too. But we have the hope and we have that God, if he wanted to, he could heal us, that he could bring us out of that. And if he does it, it's because he's got a better plan. And if we die, we're going to go to heaven. A lost person doesn't have that. That's it. And so verse Bible says, you know, if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? Hey, if it's this hard for us, how bad is it going to be for the world? That's what Peter's saying. And boy, as believers, no matter what we're going through, we ought to just be thankful that we are saved because there is nothing that we're going to go through that's going to be near as bad as what the world is going to suffer. One of these days, Jesus Christ, he's going to return to this world and he's going to make everything right. So you know what? Why don't we just go ahead and be thankful right now. Why don't we just trust God? Why don't we prepare ourselves? These battles are going to come. I hope they don't. I hope nobody in here goes through anything this year. But the chances are you probably will. And so make sure if you do, make sure you stay close to Christ. Keep Him first in your life. And He'll get you through those difficulties. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it so much. Thank you for listening to the message this morning by Pastor Tommy McMurtry of Liberty Baptist Church in Rock Falls. We hope you were blessed and invite you to tune in next Sunday at 9.30 a.m. as Pastor Tommy brings you more truths from God's Holy Word. For more information about Liberty Baptist Church, visit their website at experience-liberty.com or you can email them at libertybc2011 at att.net.